This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson along with Skip Lacombe and Jay Severin from the Blaze Radio Network taking your calls on the Broad Voice Studio line at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. We want to hear what you thought of the debates tonight. And this is a an important time in the history of America. I don't think I'm telling you something you already don't know. We discuss this each and every day and you know what trying times we are in. There's a good chance that somebody that you saw tonight on on stage during that debate, one of those 10 people will get the Republican nomination for president and they will have basically a 50-50 chance of being the next president of the United States of America. Who will that person be? Did anybody on that stage tonight have what it takes to actually lead America? Because it's not just ideas and values, which we know how important those are because we've been basically devoid of those. But it's also somebody who can articulate their message and lead. And you don't lead people with my philosophy, with American philosophy, with a gun. And you don't lead them with being divisive. You don't lead them with threats. You lead them by articulating your ideas and values, implementing those, and, and then proving them because you will know them by their fruits. Also get your tweets. Please follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe and also at J underscore Severin. And we'll uh, tweet with you back and forth. Jay, uh, w- what did you think about the debate tonight? I thought it was, it was a fun ride anyways. Doc, were we not all goggle-eyed from fatigue? <laughs> yeah. Were bit. we all... Were we all not <laughs> slapping ourselves like a- after a football game, <laughs> which is a triple overtime, uh, and our team lost? Uh, and you know, and we say, and we stayed up, and I stayed up like like a dope, like a fool. I stayed like, up to they. Yeah. I stayed up like a dope, and like a triple dope, I stayed up, and my team didn't even win. The fact of the matter is. But for the fact that it was a mistake to have both of these on the same day, mm-hmm. too much. For right. the, but for the fact that it took too much out of all of us emotionally, and I don't mean on it either side of the, I mean on both sides, all sides sure. of the microphone and everywhere else. Put those away for a moment. Try to invigorate yourself for just a moment and think about this. And what we just saw is probably the most exciting, courageous, high-stakes debate for President of the United States in 100 years. Wow, Jay. I, you know what? I can't disagree. Fair, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking even in my lifetime of watching debates and stuff, and this was the most interesting. You're right. High-stakes, the character. In the last and, and, hour, mm-hmm. I was begging. I was begging my girls... Please take the hot knitting needles out of my eyes. <laughs> you know, no, wait, don't. Oh, wait, do. No, no, wait, don't. But the funny thing was, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, no. do you realize that in the first minute to minute and a half of this, <laughs> and it's why I'm glad I keep my, my notes in the form of my tweets, uh-huh. uh, I, 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 t- I tweeted, um, 
I can't figure how far in, but it was, it, I think it was 30 seconds in. 30 seconds into this debate, the biggest, most animated response of the evening uh, in the entire auditorium was unbelievable monolithic boos for Donald Trump, who admitted in the first 30 seconds of the debate that he refuses to uh, eschew the the idea of a third party uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. Now, Trump's third party reply uh, is the biggest, most courageous and could be the most uh, damaging political position in 100 years. You're right. But again, that's one of the things that actually makes me kind of like Trump a little more when he comes out like this. Well, I think that's how it turned out. Yeah. I, I mean, the first 30 seconds of this, I said, well, you know, we were we were together earlier. We said, we all knew that, that this guy is a roll of the dice at any given moment, and he could be in or out of this with a single <laughs> utterance. And I said, now we know. But, but here's you know? the deal. Is, is he any more of a roll of the dice in terms of who you're going to put in D.C. than a Marco Rubio or a Jeb no. Bush? No. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. My initial response was, he's a dead duck. He's toast. And then as we went on, it got, if not buried, it got put in context. I mean, his second response within the first two minutes, but for me, Chris, you wouldn't even be talking about immigration. Right. You're right, Jay. Jay, you know what's funny, too? I just realized when you're laying that out like this, Trump is kind of pulling us in in somebody like me in, in two directions. Number one, I look at his track record, I look at his values, and if I'm going to vote exclusively on that, he's not my guy. He's not somebody I can support. But there, he does have something I like. First of all, I like that he's he's messing with people. I like that because I I I, I, I want to mess with them. I'm tired of these jackasses. You're talking, right, You're yeah, talking exactly. to me, right? You're talking to me, but. Remember what you said, the, the three issues that, that people care about now, the, the first being they want somebody authentic, right? They want somebody real. Yep. And Donald Leadership is and at least he's at least able to fake it well. Even if he's not real, at least he's able right. to fake it. I, I yep. feel like I've been one of his hardest critics, too, talking about how I don't feel like it's a real campaign. And he seems to be a caricature of himself and have a candidate. But damn it, the more and more I hear him speak, the more and more I'm like, well, okay, maybe that is what we need in D.C., uh, I'm going to um, run down uh, about yeah, about ahead. a minute forty five in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bush said, "Illegal." He repeated, "Illegal immigration is an act of love." No, oh, this is an this is an automatic DQ. This is a disqualifier in any other Republican primary right. ever. Get a boo. Get him off the stage. Give him the hook. Out damn spot. <laughs> no one can vote for this guy. Right. And yet, half an hour later, it had subsided into context as uh, Trump's opening remarks had. Yep. I'm gonna, let, let's run down real quick before we get to some calls and tweets. I, and we've got 10 people and we don't have a, a tremendous amount of time. Of course, Jay, I'm sure you'll be covering this tomorrow on your radio show. We'll cover it tomorrow morning on ours as well. But I do want to just touch on all 10 real quick. Just a real short, you know, how you think they did tonight. Um, you know, just a, did better, worse? Do they move up? Do they move down? Any, any, you know, 
Just any quick little comments on him. Uh, Skip Lacombe, Donald Trump, go. Again, I think Donald did a really good job. I better mean, or worse than uh, than people expected? Way better than I expected. Here's what I had expected. I expected at some point Donald Trump was going to say something very, very stupid, and he didn't. He didn't really do that. Jay Severin, Donald Trump, quick, uh, what do you think? Better or worse? Donald Trump did not hurt himself. Okay. Skip Lacombe, He went Jeff. in as a leader. He had the most, therefore, he had the most to lose. I don't believe he hurt himself. Jeb Bush. Uh, again, viewing it from just watching the debate and not knowing anything about the history like I've been trying to go ahead and do right. with this, I'd say probably a little bit better. Didn't probably I think, torpedo himself. That's what I think. I think he just held his own. Incrementally but, better, But maybe. being being second to Trump in the ratings and within striking distance, that's all he has to do. Exactly. Jay, what do you think? I guess I uh, disagree a little. I think okay. by comparison, Trump won at least that one-on-one comparison i thought it was a theater double header uh i thought you went into the first theater presentation which was like death of a salesman which was trump (laughs) i'm sorry bush and then the next one was hair (laughs) i see what you did there uh scott walker skip lacombe um again same thing probably with jeb bush i don't think he really said anything too controversial that's going to hurt him yet i don't think he had any real points that make me think wow so again maybe incrementally better again only because he didn't hurt himself jay do you think scott stood out uh scott scott walker scott walker yeah i i i think he stood out insufficiently i think scott walker played a really good scott walker this is what I've always understood Scott Walker to be. And if I were casting for a Scott Walker, I would be sitting in the down in the orchestra pit and listening to him read for the part. And I'd say, that guy, that guy, give me that guy. That guy's exactly like Scott Walker. And I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's enough to win. It's enough to like, you know, play the role, but I don't know if that role is gonna get the Oscar. Remember the percentages that get, that that got them on stage tonight. Donald Trump was at twenty three point four percent. Jeb Bush twelve. Scott Walker came in third with ten percent. Again, Scott Walker may only have to just hang in there to be you know one of those final horses and then really oh, yeah. push. But then there's such a step down with the next tier is Mike Huckabee at six point six percent. Huckabee. Yeah, and again, I think probably Huckabee. <sighs> He probably did the closest to, I mean, not helping himself, not hurting himself. I, again, a lot of these guys really just kind of just uh, were there. We're just kind okay. of there. Again, it's kind of hard to, to to go too deep into nitpicking between who said too many good things or too many bad things. Um, again, I think probably Huckabee did a little less well than uh, Jeb Bush or Scott Walker, but again, didn't necessarily hurt himself too much. The one thing I think Huckabee did good is he or did well on he he mentioned his um, his new tax plan, which there's so many people out there that want either a flat or a fair tax, and he gave specifics and he mentioned that, so that got him a lot of prime time mention. He's going to win some people with that. What do you think, Jay? I personally think it's too soon to speak of the dead. <laughs> Let's move on. Ben Carson. Uh, ben Carson, I think, actually uh, is probably one of those candidates that did a lot of good for himself. I think he's going to get um, probably a little surge in the polls after this. Um, he was uh, well-spoken. Again, the only criticism I would have of his is that 
I wish he had a little more fire or passion or excitement or sparkle or whatever you want to call it behind what he's saying. The actual substance of what he's saying is very, very good, but you have to, it's a little bit of that inside baseball to know about the insides of what he's actually saying and understand and comprehend that I don't think um, is going to resonate as well as some of the talking points from some other people. I tweeted out and it got a lot of response on it too that I said, I I think he is a very nice guy. He's very smart, um, and, and I like him a lot. I do, too. I just wish he had a bit more power behind him, more support and stuff, and, and maybe that would come with time. Maybe he's a little green is all. Well, you said I, support. I, I think that's part of it, too, and this goes back to things even, too, like a couple of months ago with those comments that he had about saying uh, you go into jail and uh, you go in straight and you come out gay. Um, while I understand the nuanced point he's trying to make, I think that a candidate that has better people handling him wouldn't allow something like that to happen. Now, again, maybe that's that's wrong to say we want to get into the whole D.C. ideas of people handling and whatnot, and I want to hear actually what a candidate thinks, but again, that maybe not coming off as well as, as he'd hoped. Effectively hope. communicating is important, though. Yeah. Jay, what do you think about uh, Ben Carson's performance? Well, uh, the truth of the matter is, I... <laughs> I I have an uncle, and he's, well, he's not doing very well. And uh, I've been expected to prepare something. And could you just repeat for me the first few sentences of your remarks leading up to your analysis of Ben Carson? I'm trying to remember. remember, I'm not sure what I meant. He's a nice guy. I remember. I remember. It's what you always say. Hell of a guy. Oh. Really looks nice. <laughs> liked him. Great tie. I really like that suit. Okay, that's you know, likely he, what I would write in his yearbook. Yes, uh, I would. He had a great manicure. <laughs> uh, he 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 knew all the latest dances. Uh, he was kind to everybody, <laughs> and for him to die at such an early age is really a pity. Look, I thought he made brilliant use of the full seven seconds. The network allotted him. <laughs> well, I think uh, up next, uh, Ted Cruz. I think Ted Cruz did uh, did pretty well. Started off a little slow. I think he finished very strong. Um, I'll say Ted didn't hurt himself and likely climbed up a little bit. Yeah, do you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say similarly of most of the candidates too. I mean, okay. I'm a supporter of Ted, so I, I feel like it's hard for me to give a, a unbiased analysis. But if I'm trying to. Fairly similar to the rest of them, didn't torpedo himself, but again, did not do as good as as he needed to do to really push. Probably not, but I do think he climbed a little bit. Yeah, I'll Uh, give you that. What do you think, Jay? Full disclosure, uh, like Skip, I'm a Ted guy, so that it ought to be tempered. Any remarks Mm -hmm. I make ought to be tempered by that. Um, However, he, like a few other candidates, uh, even including Jeb Bush, by the way. They are not, we are not really going to be able to make, I don't care how good our, how substantial our experience or keen our analysis. I think until this shakes out a little, and of course, they're both sides of the same coin, but until this shakes out a little, I don't think we'll know. Uh, I will say this, I mentioned earlier tonight when we discussed this, there is there are other primaries going on you know there there's the republican primary then there is the there is the uh there is the trump primary and the trump primary is if he doesn't go all the way and many of us still believe he however far he goes he won't go all the way who gets those votes and i think right now ted cruz is one of the leading candidates to inherit the trump vote and so, I think you're probably right, yeah. 
You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, ask me now, point. and I, I agree mm-hmm. exactly with what you guys said. Maybe yeah. no movement, slightly upward, no mm-hmm. problem, did nothing to hurt himself. But if Donald Trump dropped out of the race next week, I think that Ted Cruz would inherit more of that vote than Jeb Bush would. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, Jay, we got a couple more to get to, but I want to get a quick break in here. Then we're going to come back, finish this up, and then uh, get to a bunch of calls and tweets. We'll do that next on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation. Reaction and analysis of the GOP debate from the Blaze Radio Network. to a special post-debate presentation. Reactions and analysis from the okay, guys. Radio Network. So I'm going down the list here, and um, I think Donald Trump did well. Cruz, Paul, a lot of people say Rubio. I think he did well. And then it dawned on me, Jay, really, we're asking the wrong question here because so many of these people we said did well, likely didn't hurt themselves, may have gone up a little bit. I think there's only one person who actually looked bad tonight. It, one big person who looked really bad tonight, and I'm, tell me hold if on, I'm wrong. Hold here. on, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, I want yeah. to, I want uh-huh. to give. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to pass the family business along uh-huh. to my uh-huh. eldest, uh-huh. and and I think she has the answer to that. Uh-huh. Who was yeah. the biggest loser? Megan Kelly. Womp, womp, womp. Nicely done. Well done. Now, I agree. I happen to agree with her. But that, yeah. but I know that we're trying to confine it to the playing mm-hmm. field. But all right. right. All right, Janie. Good one. Yeah, no, I think she's right. I think Megan looked horrible tonight in her, as far as like the questions go. I was go. saying the entire time. In the but, um, but I think Chris Christie is the only one who definitively lost. Am I wrong? I'll give you that. I'm sorry, he, who, I think he looked was? the worst. Of the 17, Christie? he looked the worst. Yeah, Chris, Chris Christie. Yeah. Well, if, only if we're talking about living candidates, because I, I thought if, if you if you were to dig up Elvis's casket right now, <laughs> that's the way Elvis's hair would look tonight is the way that Christie's hair looked. So, it, no, he did. Not, look, this this has something to do with something we discussed on the show uh, yesterday and the day before. Uh, one of the other things determined by poll number is the juxtaposition of the podia from the center. And no matter how you slice this, and no matter how you dice it, no matter how much you argue it, from from a fairness point of view, if you've ever produced and directed stuff like this, the fact is the people whose podia are located closest to center shot are going to be on substantially more on camera. And there, there are sheafs and sheafs of studies that show you that the people think that they heard a lot more from the people who they saw a lot more on camera, Interesting. even if they spoke very little. And so that was determined by poll draw as well. So where you were from center had an awful lot to do with the television presentation and the recollection of the viewers. All right, we're going to get a quick break in here. I promise we'll get to calls coming up next. Uh, we'll also touch on some of the talk times that the different candidates got to, to, to mention Jay's point there. And those tweets are coming up as well. We'll also check in with Amy Holmes from The Blaze to see uh, to get her reaction, what she thought. It's all coming up next on The Blaze Radio Network.
This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network. Special presentation, reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. I just saw somebody tweeted out uh, one of the what I think one of the best lines of the night from Rand Paul. I don't want my marriage or my guns registered in Washington. He's the only one that yeah, seems to score. get that right about marriage. That's the a drop them, the mic kind of yeah. moment. Yeah. It probably won't get a lot of attention, and it should. <laughs> Can you imagine if he had actually dropped the mic and walked out? <laughs> I don't want him. See you, bitches. <laughs> Dude, if that were the case, I, I may be the I'd quit my job to go work for his campaign. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, Rand, you won me over, man. Uh, Let's get to the. I, if yeah, I go may, ahead, for yeah. for those who 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 don't you know don't make uh, a sordid life of this as we do, you know, following this every day, uh, what happened to what's the story from day one until today of Rand Paul? It was that when Rand Paul started his his candidacy. His brand of uh, constitutional republicanism, of constitutional libertarianism, was both unique and timely. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that ruins everything in life or makes splendid everything in life is timing. And the fact that since the day, since the day that Rand Paul declared his candidacy, and his candidacy is based on no foreign entanglements, no wars, no troops, no nothing, castle, you know, castle diplomacy, stick to ourselves, which is fine when you're at peace. But that was before the uh, birth and resurgence of ISIS, of Al-Qaeda. It was before the Russians. It was before everything. So now all of a sudden, you start out as Rand Paul, and you end up as RuPaul. You know, all of a sudden now people are concerned about national defense. We had the luxury of ignoring national defense 10 months ago, but now he doesn't. All right, let's get to a couple of quick phone calls, then we'll get to Amy Holmes from The Blaze. Uh, let's go to Atlanta first, line 27, and Shelby. Hey, Shelby, what's going on? Hi, guys. Um, hi, Doc. Hi, Skip. Hi, Jay. Um, hey, Shelby. Hey, I love you guys so much, but I think that you are out of your ever-loving mind to think that Trump... <laughs> Those guys, right? Was <laughs> uh, but I'm right. <laughs> All of you. But I don't see how Trump can be a winner when he's speaking... Well, he's repeating everything that he said when he announced his candidacy for president. And he's speaking to the lowest common denominator. He's using the exact same words, the phrases, everything that Barack Obama did and still continues to do. Um, every Shelby, question. Obama, uh, yes. I'll, let's stipulate to all of that. A question then. How and why is he leading so overwhelmingly in the polls among Republican prime voters? Because he is speaking to people who are sick and tired of the same old stuff that's going on in Washington. And he has Shelby, that's me, though. That's me. Aren't those those the people who vote in Republican primaries? I think they are. But apparently 
you know, he had really good stuff to say. I'm disappointed that he wasn't mm. stronger. I was waiting for something more. I was waiting for him to actually give a little bit more than the speech that he gave at Trump Tower. You know what, you know what Shelley? I'm and sure you, if you had given him two more minutes, he would have had a plan to chase down gypsies. But uh, there, there wasn't that much more time. So the, the, the only point I'm trying to make is that, that the people that he excites happen to be the people that vote in Republican primaries. And ipso facto, if, if you've got the people who vote in Republican primaries, you'll probably win Republican primaries. Very Shelby, true. And I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. You got to skate. I, it, to your point, though, Shelby, I, I don't support Trump because of his his past. I, I can't. Yet, when he's on stage and I throw that saying winning is because he is tapping into that thing that that I think his best line and one of the best lines of the night was when he went after Megan and talked about political correctness. I'm not politically correct. She tried to pin him down yeah. saying, oh, you've said all these offensive things. I'm not politically correct. And we don't need that now. Hey, let's bring in uh, Amy Holmes from the blaze now. How are you, Amy? Hey, this is Amy. How are you? Doing well. Amy Holmes, uh, what, what's, your, uh, what's your opinion on the uh, debate tonight? You know, I thought that the candidates uh, each did a terrific job, actually, and that it was an education for viewers to learn more about uh, conservative principles and uh, their views on uh, issues that, of course, are so important to Republican voters, from immigration to national security, talking about uh, even Common Core. I thought Jeb Bush actually had a, a very excellent answer to that. He was obviously quite prepared. Uh, the size of government and understanding why conservatives uh, want to see a smaller size of government and their complaints about how big it's gotten. Anyway, uh, I did anybody lose really though? Well, much better than I I expected. So they were equally was, adroit. They were all equally adroit. I would say so. Um, I thought that Donald Trump. I know that he has very passionate uh, supporters. I just wanted to know because if they were, if your if your statement is your analysis is they were all equally adroit, I, I know my you're going to get my vote for Miss America. We can call off the voting right now. <laughs> I, I I think the next question must be just about world peace. I thought that Donald Trump was actually uh, a bit flat. That you know he said he didn't intend to prepare for the debate, and I think that showed. And uh, the way that he personalizes. In some cases, it, you know, it was a winner, but I actually disagree. I thought his answer about, um, you know, making ugly remarks about women, that question from Megyn Kelly, initially started out okay when he said he didn't have time for political correctness. I thought, okay, that's smart. Mm -hmm. But then when he got personal about it and said maybe he's been too nice to Megyn Kelly and blah, blah. Well, he, he did qualify it. He, he said that fat, ugly pig was a reference only to uh, uh, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. So I thought which he cleared Megan himself Kelly completely there. True, which Megyn Kelly said was not true. In fact, that he has made those types of remarks about different women, not just Rosie O'Donnell. I think his answer saying, oh, only Rosie O'Donnell was effective. It just didn't happen to be true. And then when he personalized it and said, and maybe he's been too nice to Megyn Kelly... If you remember, he got booze from the audience who didn't like it and thought that uh, he was making it personal when he didn't need to. 
See, I don't, I don't, I didn't take it that way when he said it to Megan because I think Megan was giving him the business and yeah, he was giving it back. Yeah, she's being I mean, unfair as well, right? If you're playing hardball, and he granted he's on stage, but if you're going to be in that combative arena, I'm sorry, all gloves are well, off. That's not Megan's well, point. Was, and as for Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. I would remind us that in libel law, truth is an absolute defense. <laughs> I, that's fair. Well, and I was going to say too, I don't recall Trump ever saying anything about fat type girls to anybody but Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not saying that's not true, but I didn't, I didn't hear Megan giving those facts. Megyn Kelly told him, sir, it is not true that Rosie O'Donnell is the only one you've spoken this way about. She talked about that he's, you know, said things on Twitter, etc. I trust Megyn Kelly, frankly, more than I trust Donald Trump in terms of uh, the accuracy of that. I don't trust any of them just off their statements. I'd like to back it up. At the time that Donald Trump was getting into his tangle with Rosie O'Donnell, I actually thought that his commentary about her was inappropriate and ugly, the, certainly the opposite of chivalry and class that I would expect from anybody, um, particularly uh, such a well-known public figure. But I think we're getting too much into the Donald Trump, Rosie O'Donnell back and forth. At the end of the day, um, I, I thought that he, what, he said he wasn't going to prepare. He did not sound prepared. He had some good moments, uh, but I think all the other candidates actually were more compelling in terms of their depth and grasp of the issues. Well, clearly, the guy's going nowhere in the polls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to argue about Donald Trump's popularity. I'm talking about... I'm not arguing. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just observing. I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it must be there must be some magic potion involved because hey, uh, we yeah. we do discuss this all of us intelligently and we find a lot of flaws with him as I do uh, I happen to know him and so I could probably speak with uh, well I, I hope I could speak with some candor and not uh, not with prejudice in his favor uh, because of that but uh, you know how is it he's you know he's not only ahead of Jeb Bush. He has more than twice the votes yeah. of Jeb Bush or anybody else in the Republican primary. In a field of 17, he's got 26% of the vote. Not exactly a squeaker. Tell you what, Amy, can, can you hang on with us for a second? Sure. Okay, let me get to a quick break. And, Actually, I yeah. think we're going to drop this break and take it to the end of the hour. Is that correct, oh, okay. Ty? Let's okay. go and do that. Tell you what, Amy, hang it with us, though, because I want to take a couple calls, and I'd like to uh, you know, have the callers be able to uh, talk to you and you with them as well. So uh, let me go to uh, some more calls in the Broad Voice studio line, 888 Let's go to Missouri now, and Blake, hey, here Blake. in the Broad Voice studio lines. Hey, Doc, Skip, great to talk to you guys again. Thank great to you. have you, man. And Jay Excelsior. Excelsior, sir. Yeah, I, first of all, I've really enjoyed the commentary from you guys on, on what happened in the debate. It's been really uh, good to listen to all of it. For me, I would say the most memorable moments for me were from Carson, Cruz, Paul, and even to some extent Huckabee when he really went after Iran and Planned Parenthood. Mm. And I would say to Doc's point um, with Ben Carson, I really liked him. I, he's very smart, he's kind, he's determined, but he, he, I did notice he did seem a bit too soft in his tone. And he also, at points, did seem to look down a bit too much, almost like he, like he was looking at his notes sometimes. I just kind of noticed that. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of Rand Paul, I like how he got fired up and went after Trump from the start. And I like how he said things about, you know, marriage and guns with the government not registering them. And um, I did think, though, his, his response about funding Israel was a little bit weak and in terms of his explanation, and I thought Christie mm -hmm. jumped right on that one. 
Um, in terms of Ted Cruz, um, I really liked how he said he was the only one on stage to never support amnesty, which I thought was pretty cool. That was and awesome. And closing remarks very, about, about right. faith and what he'd do on day one. Um, I liked all those things. And I will say, though, correct me if I'm wrong, it almost seemed like Fox, because they said that they were going to give equal time to all these candidates. But I noticed it seemed like more time and questions were directed towards Bush, Trump, Christie, Kasich, and Rubio, which to me all seem more like progressive candidates. And I noticed there were quite a, you know, there was a huge gap sometimes in between Carson's questions and answers, the same with Ted Cruz and Rand Paul. I mean, you know what, Blake? Let me, like, Blake, to your point, Skip actually has the numbers. Hang on one second. And thanks for the call, Blake. We really appreciate the comments. Give him the numbers. Yeah, I said quicker I'm going to go break down from top to the bottom. Trump got the most with 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Next, Bush with 8 minutes, 33 seconds. Huckabee with 6 minutes, 32 seconds. Carson and Cruz each tied at fourth with 6 minutes, 28 seconds. At sixth, that? Kasich came in with 625. Rubio, 622. Christie, 603. Walker at 543. And then Paul at the bottom with 4 minutes and 51 seconds of talk time. Less than half of Trump. And by the way, I think Dr. Carson is a lovely guy. And one (laughs) of the oddities of this business is if I wanted someone to operate on my child's brain, I would pick Dr. Ben Carson. It wouldn't if have been I Chris Christie. Someone to you know to run the military and be commander in chief. Maybe, just maybe, that's a different set of skills. Interesting. Hey, Amy, I want to get your take on something too. Um, I, I, I found it interesting when Ted, um, when Rand Paul got into the argument back and forth with Chris Christie, and they went back and forth a couple of times. Here's the funny thing: I don't think uh, I, I think Chris Christie looked bad in that. Uh, but when Rand Paul got into it with Ted Cruz back and forth, I thought they both came out okay, even though they both had great lines slamming each other. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And while I understood uh, Chris Christie's point about governance and the difference between having to make tough decisions as a governor versus giving speeches to the United States senator, uh, I think that Rand Paul's uh, larger philosophical points were more effective. I wouldn't say that I agree with them, but I would say right. were effective. I thought someone who uh, did much better than I expected and was more charismatic was Governor Kasich uh, when he was asked even about Medicaid, and he started to talk about his values and principles as a conservative as they apply to the poor and people who are struggling, <laughs> the mentally ill. Uh, he was obviously very comfortable mm-hmm. in discussing that, and uh, you know, people were sort of expecting John Kasich, I think, to be a you know a bit more bland. milk toast, bland, mm-hmm. forgettable. Unfortunately, I think that honor goes to Scott Walker, who didn't mm-hmm. particularly distinguish himself among the group. Amy, I want to say one thing about John Kasich, if I can, and, and I'm I'm going through my tweets here. I want to make sure I get this right. What I said about John tonight, and I want to try to get this. Um, okay, here it is. I tweeted out a little earlier. Uh, at John Kasich is completely full of sh- <laughs> Well, uh, you can read my tweet. Now, I think you're you right in that he made a great... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you said he... he was a total mailbag, not a total tool bag. <laughs> no, I think he did a great job tonight. Don't get me wrong. He, he made his case and he, he was going to move up in the polls. But when you know John Kasich, he is horrible. But I think he did well tonight. All right, let's get to another yeah. quick phone again, call. Broad there's voice. a big difference yeah. between 
a person's performance versus yes. digging into their record, challenging Absolutely. them, and learning more about them. This was about those 10 people up on the stage tonight. Yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, Broadway also, Studio Line, 888 uh, Let's go actually to somebody in Ohio, Gary. Gary, what's going on? Gary. Hey, Jensen. Hey, uh, my guy ain't in there, you know. I, I want like a Colonel Allen West or Ambassador Bolton or a Louis Gilmer. But so I'm forced to listen to this versus because I, I live in the ancient ages where I don't have cable and stuff. But so I'm listening to these guys, and, and I have to concur with you with the whole Kasich thing. Hi, I'm a mailman, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's the whole I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of the silliness because you've got to be tough to get this done. And I don't know. I need somebody. Ben Carson impressed me more than any of them because he's actually got a sense of humor. And he's got some brains, so I think he could handle it with some humility. But I need. Gee, I don't know. Are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that a mailman with a liberal humanitarian record is less likely to appeal <laughs> to a Republican primary voter than I don't know, you know some of these yeah. other people. In an effort, uh, you know, full disclosure, I am a mailman in Ohio. Winters suck, and August is muggy. However, <laughs> I was also in the Marine Corps, so I understand what we're facing. Semper Fi. Hoorah. You and I have talked a lot, Jay, and you know what I'm saying. This is a threat, and I'm sorry to say Trump impressed me because he gets it. Uh, who else impressed me tonight? I, again, Carson, and I'm not a big Carson guy. Yeah. But I wish I could have heard or seen. What I'm saying is for my 16-year-old, who's going to be able to vote in this because he's almost 17, I want to be able to see these debates, which I was not able to do. And then I also, why, why is Carly, I mean, a successful businesswoman, team that up with that? The one thing that I was glad about is that with all of these people, they didn't bicker and backbite, and they kind of came together sort of in a weird way at the end. I needed to see that because, and I'll close with this if you just let me. I wanted all of them. I wanted one question. Will you go after her? She needs to be in jail. Are you going to do your due diligence with regard to Benghazi? And I wanted that question asked, and it wasn't. That's fair. That's a great, that's a great point. Totally Gary, Gary, thanks Super so much for the support. I'm, I'm too surprised they did not go after Hillary right. more. Uh, you know, Jay, I, I thought it was almost pointless. I mean, if, okay, it's fine to go after Especially him. Especially at this point. And, and she's the, the, you know, presumptive candidate, you know, I just... I just say at this point, speak your mind. Tell what you're going to do. You got plenty well, of time to beat them up. I don't want to be a mudslinging match. You know, I want to hear right. about what you guys think about the policies, not what you think about Hillary Clinton's policies. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll send you a new pink umbrella I have, which I really <laughs> right. enjoy, so All you right. don't I'll get spun, sunspots or anything. But meanwhile, um, having done this for 30 years across this country and several others, the people who vote in primaries represent generally 3 to 4% of the population. Yeah. The people who will vote in Republican primaries in any given state represent 4%, 5 tops of all of the Republicans in that state, guess where they are politically? Uh, kind of in the middle, maybe over the left, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. 
It's why they're I, called Republican primaries. Exactly. It's why it's why Rick Santorum at this time four years ago was ahead in two states. I mean, lo how the mighty have fallen. Now he's selling popsicles outside the convention center. But you know, I mean, raising money though it does matter. Money. All right, back to the uh, Broadway studio lines. Let's go to Connecticut now and uh, TMB Shill. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, sir. Uh, Yo. It's uh, I was calling because I'm in the military, and uh, I'm, thank the you. The biggest thing that caught me, it's it's my pleasure. Um, the biggest thing that caught me was Chris Christie mentioning Ohio class submarines and, and updating them, refurbishing them, and uh, that caught my attention because I was on Ohio class submarines, and um, you know they all talked about Obama downsizing the military. Very few of them actually talked about um, bringing or what they were going to do to upside the military. They talked about upside the military, but the thing about Chris Christie's um, refurbishing the Ohio class substance, it shows just how much he knows about the military. He knows nothing about the Ohio class submarines. I <laughs> yeah. Ohio you class. have to, and you have to forgive him. His Christie's no, sister is an Ohio class submarine. So, you know, <laughs> it, you would think he'd know more. TMB Shill, I got to skate. Thank you so much for your calls and comments. Really appreciate it. Uh, Amy Holmes, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it having you here. You're always welcome with us in the morning as well. Don't forget. And uh, Jay Severin, you're always welcome as well. I'm assuming you'll yeah, discuss sure. this tomorrow yeah, in your sure. little program. <laughs> I mean, if we have a choice, it's going to be Amy. You know, I mean, sorry, Jay. But, you know. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> hey, truth lives here, okay, Jay? Truth lives here. Jay, thanks, buddy. Great having you with us tonight. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Love you. All right, we'll be with you to, uh, tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 Eastern Time, right here on the Blaze Radio Network with a complete recap, more of your calls and tweets in the morning. And then, of course, Jay, tomorrow afternoon, Amy Holmes on the Blaze as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Please continue to tweet at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, and at Jay underscore Severin. And we'll follow up with you tomorrow on the Blaze Radio Network. This has been a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. From the Blaze Radio Network.